This is Chris Hughes with the Christian Perspective Podcast with Chris Hughes, where we encourage our listeners to engage the culture with Jesus Christ. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. So enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. After that, that this would be Robbie Dillmore, but you'd be wrong. This is Bill Mixon, who has the pleasure to fill in for Robbie this morning. Robbie's leading a men's retreat, and on those occasions, sometimes I am blessed enough to have the opportunity to come in. If my voice sounds familiar, it might be because you also turn into the Christian Car Guy Show, where I had the opportunity to join Robbie the first Saturday of the month. Um I've got a couple wonderful guests on the show this morning. Uh, one is Dr. Speed, who's going to share a message with us about the coronavirus um, vaccine. And then I've got a wonderful new friend, Ryan Moody, who works with Crisis Control Ministry. And he's going to share with us some information about crisis control and who they help. Dr. Speed, how are you this morning? Doing great. Thanks, Bill. We've had numerous talks about the, the virus and numerous talks about the vaccine. And as an emergency room doctor, I know they have just been working her around the clock. They've been shorthanded, and they've had lots of extra people come in. And I wanted her to explain to those of you that are wondering whether it's a smart thing to get the vaccine or not. I'll say, I've got mine. I got the booster. Um Still a little confused about all the things that I read. Doc, what would you like our listening uh, audience to know about the vaccine? Sure, I'd be happy to touch on that. So it continues to be you know, controversial, and I just stress to people, if you have questions, please ask. Ask your doctor, though. Don't go to Facebook. Don't ask your neighbor. Talk to the medical professionals who have access to the research that isn't often available to the public. It would be great if the, the public education system would give you guys a little bit more information, but we do our best to fill you in when we can. So the vaccine continues to prove efficacious. Uh, whether you get the COVID vaccine or the virus, your antibodies or protection against the, the virus is good for about six to nine months, studies are showing. Hence the booster. The booster is recommended for those 50 years of age or older, or with serious health issues, or those who are 18 years of older who have serious health issues or live in very close settings. You can get it if you're older than 18. Those are just the recommendations for who should. And they do that so that you're still protected, especially with this Delta variant. We saw a huge uptake in cases this past fall. And the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, as well as the Society of Maternal and Fetal Medicine, they're the two largest organizations for uh, female medicine, and they have officially recommended that those who are pregnant get the vaccine as well. Unfortunately, those who are pregnant tend to do a little worse uh, when they do get the COVID virus for a lot of reasons, but officially they're recommending it, and we've been recommending it, and it can really save lives. Uh, 
You know, I, I'm happy to answer any specific questions about the vaccine if I can. Um, it does give your body the opportunity to recognize the virus and mount an immune response. It does not change your DNA. And as I said, if there's questions you have, ask your doctor. They're, they'd be happy to speak with you, and I'm sure they'd be happy to look it up if they don't have it offhand. Well, I'm going to call you my doctor for the next few minutes, and I'm going to ask <laughs> this question. My understanding is part of the problem was they oversold the vaccine, and we all thought, that if we got the vaccine, we'd be safe. And it turned out, if I'm correct, that even if you've got the vaccine or even if you had COVID before, that you still could catch it again and you could still give the virus to somebody that you bump into. The key, though, is that your numbers change dramatically. So if you've got the vaccine, you may get it again, but it's going to be a whole lot milder and you're a whole lot less likely to end up in the emergency room and you're going to be a whole lot less likely to shed what you shed and give it to other people so whether you had the virus or not if you've got the vaccine you become much safer not completely safe absolutely so i'll touch on two parts of that um the first thing i'll touch on is that yes So say you get the vaccine, and the vaccine's job is to let your body recognize that this is what COVID looks like. It's an inactive protein, basically, that the body forms an immune response to, and now it knows what COVID looks like. So you might be exposed to COVID, but since you have the vaccine, as soon as the virus enters your system, your body has an immune response, and it kills it off. Say I don't have the vaccine, and I catch COVID and it starts to enter my system, but because my body is not prepared to fight it, then I'm going to have more replication of that virus in my system, which is going to give me COVID or the full systemic illness of COVID. And that's when you get in trouble. A lot of the folks that we see now, uh, studies could confirm this, but about you know around 90 to 95% of people that are admitted to the hospital in the ICU or have died now are unvaccinated. And being vaccinated will lessen your symptoms if you do happen to catch COVID because, again, you're not getting that systemic replication. And I have, just from my own personal experience, I don't have any statistics on this, but almost all of my patients that come in for symptoms did not get vaccinated. Or you're right, if you got COVID in January of you know the beginning of the year or you got the vaccine at the beginning of the year, about six to nine months out, your antibodies start to run out. Your body slowly loses them. And so that's why they recommend the booster. The immunities work well whether you've had COVID or if you have the vaccine, but they will run out, both of them. And so therefore getting the booster or getting the vaccine, if you've had it previously, will give you that additional protection that you need. And it really does help reduce the symptoms. A lot of folks are are usually happy that they've gotten it once they've gotten it and then nothing crazy happens and they're not glowing. But uh, it, it's continuing to prove to show that it's efficacious. And I, I will say everything has risk, right? So you take a Motrin, ibuprofen. It can cause harm to the kidneys, such as Tylenol. Too much can cause harm to the liver. Motrin can cause ulcers and a lot of the medications and things we expose ourselves to every day, including things that are not FDA approved that we consume every day, uh, has risk. And so there is a small risk of a serious side effect like anything else, but that risk around 1% or less compared to the 20% risk of an ICU admission or a complication from COVID, you're balancing your risks. 
you can risk getting COVID and having serious complications, or you can get the vaccine and say, you know what, I'm, this is less risk. I want to be protected. Thank you very much. You, you drilled something into my head. I had to really understand a little better, and that is that the benefits of the vaccine and the benefits that come with having survived having the COVID wears away, and we've got to have that booster. With that said, I want to talk to Ryan. I have, I have a CDL, and the only reason I have a CDL was to drive a church bus, school bus, and I sort of like having it on there. And the only time I really get to use it anymore is when I volunteer at Crisis Control. I get to drive one of those real big trucks to go to the fair, and we stock it with all the food that's given out in the food pantry at Crisis Control. So I know Crisis Control does a great job providing food for just about anybody that comes and asks for it. And then they also have prescriptions that you got to qualify for, but they've got a really great pharmacy. Uh, so if you're in the Forsyth County and you can't manage your, your drug bill, that that's a good place to go. And we're coming down to a hard break. When we come back, we're actually going to let Ryan do some of the talking. Um, but they also have all kinds of other services that they provide to the community. So one thing I would love our listening audience to do is to go online and look up Crisis Control Ministries and see what they do. And if you're on Facebook, I'd love for you to go and just Google Crisis Control Ministries and to join their Facebook group and become really familiar with this organization because we've got an opportunity when folks come to us and say, I'm in need, I need help. Well, if we can step in, that's great, but also it's good to know the different community organizations that are available. So, Ryan, say hello to everybody, and when we get back, I'm going to let you talk, start talking about all the things that Crisis Control does. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. It is a pleasure. I want you to be praying for Crisis Control Ministry this week, and remember that we are supposed to be God's shoulders and hands and ears. And when we come back, you'll find out how we can have a little help in doing that. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Well, we want to thank you for tuning back in. The Kingdom Pursuits, uh, you probably are wondering why Robbie's voice has changed so much, because this is Bill Mixon, and Robbie is leading a men's group retreat. Uh, I've got two wonderful guests on for the next segment, and uh, one is Dr. Brittany Speed, and the other is Ryan Moody. Ryan, tell us about Crisis Control Ministry and what you want people to take away from this time with us this morning. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, crisis Control Ministry, we are Forsyth County's largest nonprofit emergency assistance provider. Um, we serve both Forsyth County and Stokes County. And um, our mission is to assist people in crisis so that they can meet their essential life needs and become self-sufficient. And one thing that I get asked a lot um, when I tell them about our mission is, what, what do we uh, call a crisis? What do we determine is a crisis? And what we call a crisis is something that impacts your ability to um, provide for yourself that has that's out of your control that you know threatens your way of life so if you get sick and you can't work or if you get into an accident 
and you can't, you know, you're, you've lost your car and you can't get to work anymore. Or if you're, you know, under threat of losing your house or you're choosing between having to pay for groceries or pay your mortgage. That is where we step in. Okay. So uh, if I understand from what I've experienced over the years, I come, I knock on the door or I call and I get an appointment and I sit down with a counselor and they'll have a form to fill out and there's certain pieces of information they're going to need. They're going to need my address, some contact information, proof that I do or don't have a job, proof of what other benefits that I'm receiving from the community. I mean, one of the reasons I loved them was that when I worked with a, a one church and was in charge of writing those checks, we'd call crisis control, and they'd say, well, be a little careful. That particular person's gone to four other churches this morning. Um, but once you establish that the person's not completely misrepresenting the facts, you help design a holistic way for them to get from where they are to where they need to be, which is one of the most wonderful things. Instead of just handing somebody you know, three cans of stewed tomatoes, you're saying, okay, let us know what problems you're trying to overcome. And if you will take our, our advice, we will help walk you to from where you are to where you'd like to be. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I would say absolutely it is. Um, we primarily serve our community in three major ways. Um, as I mentioned before, we do emergency assistance. So um, rental assistance, mortgage assistance. If you can't you know, pay um, those payments, then we are there to help you. Um, we always, as you alluded to, we have a fairly rigorous um, interview process. And we, try, we make sure to, you know, that everyone who comes in is being truthful about their crisis situation um, and that their crisis situation falls under, you know, our, um, in our niche. And um, when we um, hand out, you know, uh, a payment, whether it's for an electricity bill, um, a water bill, gas payment, mortgage, anything, we never give, um, we always give the money to the vendor themselves. So whether that's your landlord or if it's the energy company, um, that is who we pay. We don't ever give money um, directly to um, neighbors who come in. So you're an extremely good steward of the donations that we give to Crisis Control Ministry. Uh, I hate to ask without checking with you first, but is there prayer involved? I know that you allow, uh, I, I take Gideon Bibles over and put them out so that when people come to the store to get food, if they want a Gideon Bible, they can pick one up. So I assume that there's a spiritual side to the holistic help that you're providing people. Yes, absolutely. We are a Christian ministry. We work very closely with um, several churches in the area, many of which we've been around um, since uh, the 1970s. And many of the churches that have come together um, to create crisis control ministry, we have since worked very closely with them for almost 50 years now. Um, so there is a uh, spiritual aspect involved. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Speed, jump in here, please. Sure. Um, as, as far as holistic principles go, um, some of my friends and family know this, but I'm actually a DO, a doctor of osteopathic medicine, which is the same training as an MD, a medical doctor. Um, part of our training, though, incorporates a holistic approach, meaning that not just thinking about medicine or a procedure, but treating the person as a whole, taking into not just their social factors, their physical factors, but their mental factors as well treating symptoms and not just the disease. 
so when you tie that into prayer, a lot of this brings back to brings it back to just being aware of you know human consciousness and how you can have a profound effect on helping someone by focusing on things that matter in life, not just therapeutic aids through medicines, but through prayer and helping you know calm somebody for lack of a better word or find their focus. That really assists. And if you look up holistic prayer on Google, it would probably tell you something along the lines of it. You know, it's the act of needing to feel that you're praying and understanding how the dynamics help somebody have that connection with God or to get that focus on the things that are important. So I appreciate it. I, I think it's important not only in your daily lives, but also in dealing with medicine or in a crisis situation, you know, when somebody is either injured from a physical aspect in the emergency room or going through a crisis that these lovely folks that are volunteering their time and doing these mobile crisis units can help with. But recognizing that through prayer, sometimes it's just as simple as, would you like me to pray with you? Um, I've used that line in the emergency department before when somebody has bad news or when things seem overwhelming or when they have a situation, as a lot of our our more needy population does, on how am I going to get home? How am I going to afford to go to the doctor? How am I going to follow up with them? And there's a lot of components to, again, just treating the person spiritually and as a person that they have feelings and how can I calm them so that they can better take care of the physical aspects of things. So if somebody's life is less stressful, if they have a fairly good idea where their meals are coming from, if they know that there are people out there that care for them, then they're much more likely to heal better. They're a whole lot less likely to do things that cause them to be injured seriously. Is that a fair statement? I'd agree. I think... I think we all would. <laughs> so we, we knit in organizations like Crisis Control, and our emergency rooms are a lot less full, and our health care dollars in the nation go a lot farther. And when people check out of the hospital, if they've got a place to plug into to get some of those other resources, they're a whole lot less likely to show back up in the emergency room and to be taxing the system that's almost at the breaking point now. So I would like you all in the listening audience to be praying for our emergency room staffs, for the EMS services, and for crisis control in Forsyth County. Hopefully in your county, if you're not in Forsyth County, they have something similar to crisis control. And consider getting your Sunday school class or your small group or the other organizations you're a part of to find a way to get plugged into your community to make a part of the holistic approach to solving people's needs. We need to be ready to step in and to give a helping hand. I'm not a big fan of giving money to those people that are standing on the side of the road with a sign, but to give them a certificate to go to a restaurant close by to give them a piece of paper that's got the name of a couple service organizations in your area in our area we've got two that i have a great deal of respect for one is called city with dwellings and if you get a chance to google city with dwellings they specialize in dealing with homelessness And they have a program where if you're homeless, you can go to one place and have all the resources you need to solve that problem. And if you 
are homed and you've got problems, then crisis control is a wonderful place to go if you're trying to figure out how to solve a large problem. Um, I would encourage you to Google and research both those organizations and put them on your prayer list. Both organizations are in a position now to accept volunteers and to become plugged back in. Uh, I used to work with City with Dwellings. It was in our area. If you were homeless and the weather was going to be bad and you needed to find a place to stay, it was hard to go around to the six different opportunities that were available. So City with Dwellings sort of grew out of, here's one place you can go, and we will check and see if there are beds available. There are also opportunities to volunteer in a lot of hospitals. Uh, I assume in the two systems you work with, the two hospitals you work with, Doc, do they have opportunities for people to volunteer? Absolutely. Um, there's quite a, and I would anticipate this is in a lot of the communities, um, like you can support mobile crisis units, you can support local shelters, you can sometimes volunteer in the emergency department themselves. I was a candy striper myself back in the day. Uh, a lot of times they'll allow volunteers to come around and just gentle, simple needs. Do you need water? Do you need something? Here's a warm blanket if you're into the healthcare aspect of things. But you can support local shelters and other places. Not only, you know, money is not it's not free these days for anybody, but uh, you can donate other things as well. There's a local shelter here that pertains to domestic violence that accepts gently used clothing and housing goods. And so you can look up those resources in your area to help people clothe them in the winter we take advantage sometimes, I think, of the fact that we have maybe three clean jackets, whereas some people don't have one to keep them warm through the winter. So remembering that you can support by donating things you don't need anymore is always good. You can volunteer your time. And there are some also ride services that you can sometimes volunteer your service at as well. Well, I certainly appreciate both of you being here today. Uh, have enjoyed the show i hope our listening audience has i hope you will tune back in next week when robbie dillmore will be here um keep him in your prayers in the station and find a way to get plugged into your community remember that we are christ's shoulders for people to cry on it's christ's hands where you have when we lift you're listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com After decades of serving the Hollywood system, these insiders at Kappa Studios are now unashamed to live for Christ, right at the epicenter of the film and television industry. This is God in Hollywood. Filling in for Robbie Dillmore, and I have the great pleasure to uh, introduce Brad and Paul. I had the pleasure of looking at some of their videos yesterday and am just in awe of their vision and what they've put together. Um, Brad, please let us know what's going on. Thanks for jumping in, filling in for Robbie. You're doing an awesome job, and it's just an honor to be with you today. So thanks for doing this. Thank you. So that's great. So I thought with this, this being the last show leading up to Thanksgiving, I thought we often get asked, like, you know, what, how can people be praying for us? And, and, and we're just so blessed to be able to do what we do in Hollywood. 
Now, I don't know if Paul was able to jump on yet. You know, he was, he was, he got slammed with some, Paul, are you with us today? Well, we'll take that silence as he might be able to join us in a second. So I would start with this. Now, a lot of people ask, like, why are we even doing this show? Now, Bill, I don't know what, I kind of like that you're filling in today, Bill. If you're willing to jump in, I need you to jump in and be the stand-in for Paul today. You ready? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so let me ask you, Bill. So as, as this is our last thing before Thanksgiving, uh, where are you, like, what do you, when you think Hollywood, what do you think? Well, you know, one thing that I've noticed and has aggravated me for years and years and years is it always seemed to me that the worst character on the show, they would hang a Christian cross on him or there'd be a picture of Christ behind him. Have you ever noticed that? Are you there? I'm here, guys. Oh, wonderful. I'm so glad you're here. Um, Paul, I was just talking to Brad, and he asked me a question, and I was saying that when I think of Hollywood, they really frustrate me, because in my life experience, I, I watch, and a lot of those shows, a lot of those movies, they'll pick the least Christian person, and they'll tack Christian symbols on them or around them. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing what comes natural, guys. Um, before we were saved, we did any number of things, and what I've kind of learned is uh, we don't need to throw rocks at those guys, but what we do need to do is show them what is good and right. And I think that the more we can redouble and expand our efforts to speak into the culture in ways that point people to Christ, I think that's a winner. And I think the influx of uh, products and projects and directors and producers that are bringing stuff online is just incredible. And I'm very encouraged by that. I feel like we are on the, on the verge of really just expanding a message that'll go even further than usual. And with shows like The Chosen, which we've been very pleased to work on and grateful for, those are things that are quality, and they're doing things that you just cannot get done without prayer and understanding and serving God. Well, you you got to have people willing to step up and put some money and time and effort into some really wholesome things to watch. Otherwise, those other folks get to fill all our airwaves with the wrong messages. Right. It really is. It really is. And we, and that's really why the Christian Film Finishing Fund came to be, because we just started helping people get their projects out, because we realized, just like you, we need to get more projects out faster that are good, wholesome, but most notably have a Christian worldview like you're naming, except they're, they're promulgated with people that actually uh, want to serve God and get a message out into the culture that can give hope to others. Well, I, I was watching some of your videos, and I understand that if there's some Christian projects going on, that uh, you can provide some expertise and some financing to finish up a Christian project. And I was trying to wrap my head around that a little bit. I, I assume those are generally movies or short films, or does that also include nonprofits and promoting them? I, I'm not sure exactly what who all qualifies to to give you a phone call brad you want to want to sew that up brad i'm not sure brad we, we've had just a few issues in the studio this morning so oh, okay. why don't well, you feel that for me okay sure yeah we uh what well, we're set up to work with anybody who's doing a faith and family film and since we pivoted our company those are the folks we want to work for and work with 
And so we can help in any number of ways, uh, whether it's a nonprofit, for-profit, whatever. They can, they can call us up and, and, go they, and, and talk to us about projects. One of the things to remember is if people have uh, a nonprofit that wants to give money or something like that, we can designate it for their particular show. So if you have a project that you're doing, we can designate it for your show. Okay, but who qualifies to, to pick up the phone to call and say, I need some help? Well, well, here's what we, if anybody's working on a film project, call us. And what we do is we are uh, very prayerful in the way we operate on this. So if there are people that fit in the bucket and they are, uh, have a project that is God-honoring, then we want to talk to them about that. And so it, I, I always tell people, don't worry if you qualify, just contact us. You can reach out, send us an email at Paul. For, uh, Paul at kappastudios.com or Brad at kappastudios.com and we will respond and figure out which ends up and we just you know we just do it basically it's, it's, it's done through prayer it's nothing fancy but it's very powerful wonderful excellent um, so give us some idea how many different projects do you help folks with in a year well what we've got is a list right now of about 20 projects film and television shows uh, and we have clicked off, I think, about six of them. And uh, in order to fund the rest of them, remember, these shows are virtually done. They're, they're 70, 80, 90% done, and the producers have run out of money. And those are the groups we're really targeting. We're looking for folks that get into trouble to have a faith film because they, they burn out their investors, and they start to question themselves. And we want to come behind those people, encourage them, get them back up on the rails, and in so doing, that's how we get them done. So right now, if I think around a million and a quarter, a million and a half, we can finish up the rest of that 20-show list, almost 15 projects. And in the, the Christian films uh, and, and your average film are many times that for one film. It takes three or so years, anywhere from one and a half to three years to make a film from beginning to end. Okay. Now, are these generally projects that were originally to make money or they were originally designed to be non-profit? Are you there? Well, um, I'm sort of new at this concept and it sounds fascinating to me. Uh, on the Kingdom Pursuits webpage, there's information on their program, their ministry, and how they have made a big difference in Hollywood and is helping provide really great Christian content for the rest of us to enjoy. And I would uh, highly recommend that folks go to Kingdom Pursuits and look at the links and understand a little bit more how these wonderful gentlemen, uh, Brad Silverman and Paul Long, are working with Kappa Studios to help bring what we would love to see, good, wholesome, Christian programming made available. Well, now, can you hear me, Bill? I can now. Uh, tell this us a little... Back, so we're doing a tag team here. I got to hear you, but I couldn't see. Hey, this is the world we live in, right, with technology. Yeah, when we, you, you, you're making phone calls and trying to do things that way <laughs> that, to try and keep from getting COVID, it, it does make life complicated. Yeah, so I got to hear what you and Paul were talking about, so we'll just kind of tag team me, Paul and I. So, yeah, he was filling in on the projects we have going on. I don't know if we're up against the commercial, but until then, yeah, you were asking, what question were you just asking? Let me see if I can jump in and answer that one. Okay. 
now you were asking about if the projects were there to make money or if they were mostly nonprofit projects. Is that correct? Correct. I was trying to figure out who gets to knock on your door. (laughs) So we're basically a Hollywood post-production facility. So we finish projects. And maybe after the break, we can totally talk about that. Or maybe just the last second, you tell me. Oh, by all means, when we get back, I, I, you, you go in the direction you want. I want to lift up to our audience that they should be praying for our station and they should be praying for Kappa Studios and Brad Silverman and Paul Long. We need good, Christian, wholesome things to watch on TV. Uh, we will be back right after the break. Thank you. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. After decades of serving the Hollywood system, these insiders at Kappa Studios are now unashamed to live for Christ, right at the epicenter of the film and television industry. This is God in Hollywood. Well, it's wonderful to be on the air with Brad and Paul. Uh, You wanted to share what with us? So, yeah. Uh, Basically, you'd asked about the, the type of content that we're able to help. And basically, our background is just studio Hollywood, right? Just the Hollywood system. That's where we come from. And the Lord really called us out of that. And, he's, and we're not alone. He's calling a number of, of folks that, that he's called to himself who have a ton of Hollywood experience. And he's called us to kind of team up together to see if we can't just help not only create content, but raise the quality of the content that honors him and do it right from Hollywood and really from all over the planet. But we are, it's all stemming from just the epicenter of Burbank, which is right where the studios are in Hollywood. And, it, and in that, we just started taking projects. That, they're usually not a, a nonprofit scenario. These are like legit Hollywood projects. And even in talking to Robbie, the, the, the biggest one that people know uh, is called The Chosen. Now, are you familiar with The Chosen, Bill? Uh, just read about it. I did not see it. That's okay. Well, you're in for a treat. Check out The Chosen. I think you're really going to enjoy it. That's an example of the type of stuff we're able to do by just kind of taking content that honors God. It's about the life of Christ from the perspective of those around him, like the apostles and and just even the friends of Jesus and the enemies of Jesus. And it's really what what was their take on Jesus. And it's done in a fresh way, and it's really just just exploding all over the planet. So we've been super proud to be a part of that show, but that's the type of content we're doing. This is these are Hollywood film and television projects that we're able to step in and just try to make a little bit better, just raise the quality, if that makes sense. Well, uh, what, are, what are your favorite uh, projects that you've done so far? You bet. Well, that's a great question. Um, yeah, basically, we've done so many. The Chosen, certainly right up top of the list. Another show, Vindication, we're super excited about. Uh, Unplanned came out about uh, just a pro-life film that were that we thought was just fantastic so there's so many of them and uh yeah where paul was leaving off as well is that in this posture we found that a lot of these projects we just needed to help them and in, and part of the help was and paul had actually we we pretty much he and i just pray together every day uh we we start each morning by i don't know about five to minutes to an hour really just praying together and just in the word together uh just right there in hollywood just seeing it because seeing if we can't just live a life that's faithful to Christ while we're doing this. And in this posture, we found that people, part of the help that we can provide, Bill, 
is that when these projects get stuck financially, we thought, well, how can we help them get unstuck? And that's why I know Paul was talking about this. That's why we started the Christian Film Finishing Fund, uh, which is a, a fund, as you mentioned earlier, just that is a nonprofit fund, but it's designed to help the for-profit projects for, to, to get finished and get finished with excellence. So I guess to sum it up, if people are interested in seeing more quality content that honors Christ, then that's what we're all about. When I say content, I mean film and television shows that honor Christ. Uh, that's exactly what, where Paul and I spend our time. That's exactly what we spend our time doing. And if anyone's interested, we, we just absolutely need prayer, because you can imagine we, we are in a, in, a, in a difficult community in Los Angeles, in Hollywood, but we feel this is exactly the mission field that God has called us to. And we just invite all the listeners, anyone out there, they can be praying for us, they can find out what we're doing at kappastudios.com. It's K-A-P-P-A studios.com. Just be praying for us, and you can check out the projects we're working on, including The Chosen and so many others. But if you go to kappastudios.com, you can find out just what we're all about and how you can be praying for us. Reach out to us. I know Paul mentioned our email. you got paul at kappastudios.com or brad at kappastudios.com. We would love to to talk to anyone who wants to talk to us about what we are doing in Hollywood. Maybe they have a project that needs help, or maybe they want to help someone else uh, on their project through our Christian Film Finishing Fund. So I guess in all that, uh, people, if they go to our website, you can check out what we're doing through our story at kappastudios.com. And, and on that same site, you can check out the Christian Film Finishing Fund. I would just invite everyone, just here we are uh, approaching Giving Tuesday, right? Uh, just right after Thanksgiving. So if anyone is interested, they can certainly go to our website and, and look at the Christian Film Finishing Fund and pray to see if if anyone out there would like to join us uh, financially with a tax-deductible donation to the Christian Film Finishing Fund so they can actually be a part of the solution of getting more Christ-honoring content out into the marketplace. So did the two of you have lunch and dream up Kappa, or did Brad start Kappa <laughs> and you joined him? But you nailed it. It's the latter. Yeah, Paul Long. See, Kappa, K-A-P-P-A, people think that's some Greek name or something, but it's actually the initials, uh, the first letters of Paul, his wife, and his kids. They all start with either a K or a P with Karen. I always say when Karen, Paul's wife, comes to the office or comes to the studio, we say, hey, that's the K of Kappa, folks. So, no, this is Paul's baby for... For 30 years, and the Lord called him to, uh, to, to bring it all to the glory of Christ. Well, we sure do enjoy, or at least I have, and I know the audience has, enjoyed learning more and more about Kappa, and we appreciate your time that you've given us here. Um, we're down to a hard break, so we've got 30 seconds left. I want to encourage people to be praying for the station and for Kappa and for Brad and Paul and try to figure out ways that they can make a difference in their community. More important, or at least as important, is when you get a chance, you need to talk to people about our Savior. Have a story and tell people that you'll pray for them and that you're looking out for them, that they can call you. This is the Truth Network.